Hi everyone, this is Megan Van Petten. And this is Lindsay Poss. You're listening to the Esports Next podcast. Here, we will highlight the fantastic guests and speakers at the Esports Next conference. Esports Next 2022 is presented by Morgan Stanley and is located in Sweet Home, Chicago. Don't forget to register to secure your spot at the conference and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Esports Next podcast, the official podcast of the Esports Next conference. I'm Lindsay the Boss Poss, and I'm joined today by my friend and co-host, Megan Van Petten. Thanks, Lindsay. This episode, we are delighted to welcome Claire Kaido, who's the founder of Emerge, and Grant Paranjape, who is the vice president of the Esports Business at Washington Justice. Claire and Grant, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you both so much for coming on today. Could you both tell us a little bit about yourself? What was each of your respective entry points into esports and what do you currently do? Oh, Claire, you got, you got to say that yes. one first. <laughs> I know, it's a sticky question to start with. Grant was my first friend. No. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I was lucky enough to work at Madison Square Garden on the partnerships team, um, mainly developing building partnerships around MSG Sports, so the sports side of the organization. And... Um, MSG decided to dive into esports uh, through CounterLogic Gaming and the Knicks Gaming team. And that actually is where I met Grant um, through the NBA 2K League as we were building season one of that league. Um, and yeah, so that's where that's where we started. That's how uh, we know each other, which is awesome. Um, and then we moved um, to uh, two different teams. I actually moved on to a uh, video game bar and lounge. Um, it's it's really a content creator streamer hub. Um, it's a IRL meetup for a lot of people who who have only met digitally. Um, and I founded a talent management um, company that we will get into, I think, a little bit later. But yeah, that's where I'm at. It's the, uh, it's the NBA 2K League, making, making lifelong right. friends. That's uh, right. Yeah, I mean, my, my entry to esports, so uh, my, my fun story is uh, I, was a, I was a pre-med kid. Um, so I went down to school in New Orleans, down to the university, uh, neuroscience major by trade, uh, who was supposed to go to med school. I uh, found my way into getting an MBA instead. And you know, esports was kind of taking off at that time. You know, Riot had started franchising the LCS. Um, I was playing way too much League of Legends. I still don't know how I graduated <laughs> while playing that much League of Legends, to, to be honest. Um, and I found my way into working for uh, an endemic uh, esports team called Splice. Uh, they owned and operated a number of, uh, you know, endemic teams back in the day, ranging from Halo to our, our European League of Legends franchise. Uh, I like to think that was kind of my like crash course to to both the startup world and, and the esports world. Did a a little bit of everything from selling sponsorships to uh, running a couple of our teams, and and ultimately uh, did, our, did our taxes. Even uh, I ended up getting recruited by uh, an executive search firm called Prodigy Sports, uh, based out of New Jersey, to come work here in DC at Monumental Sports and Entertainment. Uh, they're best known as the ownership group for the Washington Wizards, the NBA team, and the Washington Capitals, the the NHL team. Uh, they were one of the inaugural uh, franchises to to get into the NBA 2K League, uh, as well as being uh, you know investors in Axiomatic, uh, which owns a controlling interest of, of Team Liquid. Uh, I worked there for for almost two two and a half years, so which is where I met met Claire and and you know kind of had a had a lot of fun together. Uh, you know, launching some NHL and, and NBA 2K League initiatives 
Um, and uh, it was then announced that Overwatch, uh, that, that DC would be getting an Overwatch League franchise. Uh, Overwatch was a game that I was just really passionate about. And sure enough, found my way to the Justice and been here just uh, over three years now. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So <laughs> thank you both. You're um you're coming to Chicago. You're gonna be participating at esports next, and you are gonna be on the panel how to fund your favorite activity, no pressure. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about about your take on funding your favorite activities. Yeah, I I you know Claire went first, so I'll I'll take this one. <laughs> sure. Um you know, I uh, I'm actually born and raised in Michigan, so I uh, have have made the trek to to Chicago a number of times. I have some some family in Chicago actually, so I'm really excited to to go back to the Midwest. I'm a I'm a Midwestern boy by you know my heart and soul. Um, Midwest. You know, I, I think for our panel, uh, you know this this topic is just really it's really important, right? I think when you think about the the esports ecosystem, um you know, pushing teams to profitability or, or, or even break even status is, is kind of a, a core focus of, I think, th what those of us on the team side think about and do every every day. And mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, in particular, when you look at how uh, the, the overall markets have have kind of responded and, and, and you reacted to just general economic conditions, uh, it's become an even more important topic as of as of late, I think people are being a little bit more conservative with how they're investing their their dollars and whatnot. So I think for us, you know, we, you know, and on this panel can obviously talk about it more, but, you know, there's kind of key revenue streams for teams, mostly through league revenues, uh, league revenue share from team sponsorships, uh, you know, digital and, and media rights and, and streaming. Um, but, you know, for us, it's, it's how do you find the right mix and, and potentially even layer on, you know, something like a live event business, which I know Claire is, uh, you know, actively trying to help some some teams with as well. So uh, yeah, it's it's just a super important topic, and I you know I'm excited that we get the the chance to talk about it. Yeah, and even thinking outside the box, Grant, to your point, I think there's like key things um, that everyone knows uh, about from a team and a league standpoint. Um, but what are those outside of the box things that you know maybe? we haven't gotten to really thinking about yet. And so I'm, I'm excited to dive into those. I'm a Midwest kid as well. I'm from Ohio. Um, so not too far, um, but I'm excited to, to get there and uh, talk through this. So speaking of that, and both of you have, uh, or it, I know at least Claire does, but you both have talked about different initiatives you've done with NHL and NBA 2K and all of that. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing like a lot of folks from traditional sports get into the esports space. Um, so what makes you kind of excited about, you know, attending esports next, talking with like-minded people who have maybe switched from, from traditional sports to esports? And uh, what do you think that you can gain from kind of meeting other people and like getting this b2b experience yeah i think i think that's that's the whole thing sorry grant i'm gonna hop in here no you, you, actually, take it, you take it yeah Lindsay, what you said is exactly like why i love conferences in general or meeting with people is all about connection right like mm -hmm. you can't do anything by yourself you can't change an industry. You can't move anything. You can't do anything by yourself. Um, I won't try to recite the quote, but there is a quote that's like, go farther together. There, I'm missing the first part. Um, <laughs> but that's but that's the key, right? Um, and so for me, um, attending Esports Next is really about connecting with like-minded people. You 100% said it, and it's true. Um, you know, I think it's the that idea can be watered down through like, you know, hey, we're 
we're just networking. And I think the word just is kind of crazy there um, because that's what, what um, that's what you do when you come together and you connect and you make a difference um, in industries um, or for people or individuals or players, whatever that might be. So I am excited to go and learn new things. I'm excited to see new things. I'm excited to hear new things um, and then figure out how, we bring that to life. Like, okay, now that we have all this knowledge, let's go do something about it. So uh, I am pumped. Claire, I am so <laughs> excited personally that you're coming because I've heard that you really know how to put the jazz in, into events. <laughs> and I'm always looking for, for, you know, for a more of a jazzy feel to anything. Let's so do it. I- <laughs> oh my gosh, I swear I'm going to be like, so Claire, what do you think we should do next year? Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, you, know, you just can't help it because like yeah. I never get upset about, oh my God, we forgot to do that or, you know, you, you know, yeah. where's that? It's more like put it on the list for next year. That's so exciting. And yeah. then that just leads me right in because you guys are the greatest du- dynamic duo. It leads <laughs> me right into my next question as to what are the trends we're going to be talking about? You guys don't have to give Ooh. it all away here so people actually come but uh <laughs> <please>. <laughs> go for it grant sounds like you're yeah i was gonna say we're just gonna launch our own like podcast yeah. show and, and, you know, i like it replace going Let's to, do it. To, to conferences no uh yeah i, I mean i think we, we talked about it a little little earlier and, and i think yeah, obviously we'll, we can save it for the the panel as well but um uh, i think there's there's been a couple of trends that, at least that i've seen from from my perspective i think you know, one is, uh, you know, like I, like I mentioned earlier, just a big push to, toward profitability and, and kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, teams, you know, finding uh, alternative revenue streams that like Claire mentioned, I, I think, you know, sponsorships had been such a bread and butter mm-hmm. and, and, you know, uh, I don't want to say reliance, but a certain reliance on on league uh, revenue shares. And I think, you know, now teams are starting to realize and, and you know, as, as much as everyone likes to give crypto and NFTs like a really hard time, which I think is somewhat justifiable. Um, I, I think it did spark a lot of creativity to at least think outside the box, right? I think there are things that teams should be looking at doing and, and seeing like, hey, is this something that we can monetize in a, in a good way that actually creates value for, for fans and, and our fan base? So um, yeah, I, I think that um, we, you know, that that kind of is one big trend that we can can certainly cover off on the panel. I think, um, Claire, I don't know if you have anything else that's top of mind for yeah, you. Yeah, you know, I'm always looking at the player side of things. Um, um, oh, players, or the content yeah. creator and streamer side of things as well. I think like, w- let's use the ter- term talent um, that kind of, blankets that but um for me we've seen it in traditional sports and i think that it's obviously been more um prevalent in esports and the video game industry in general about like individuality but you know you see a lot of people um kind of like fans of teams right um but lately and in younger generations you're seeing fans of people So someone is a LeBron James fan. They're not a Cavs fan or a Lakers fan and their fandom can switch to teams based on who their favorite player is on. Right. Um, So I don't know to answer your question, if this is a new trend, Um, I think it's just a trend to be super, super mindful of and to figure out how to, how to fund literally that activity. If you are growing your platform and, and growing those types of things. So like for, for me, from a player perspective, um, it is more important than ever that, um, talent as a whole really look at, um, their, their brand extension or their extension of themselves from a business, from a business lens, um, and how that helps them 
uh, fun, their favorite activity, um, <laughs> you know, so, uh, that's again, not a new trend, not something that's new to esports at all. I certainly don't want to, um, showcase it that way, but I do think it's important that teams and leagues really help support their players and talent overall to help build those channels. Um, because I think for so long it's been thought of separate. Um, and I, I don't actually think it is. Well, and following up on that, and I'm, I'm curious to get both of your perspectives, Grant, both from the team side and Claire from the talent management side, what are kind of the benefits and or the drawbacks of being on a team as opposed to building your own brand as a streamer and having that as your main source of, of competitive play? Ah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the that's the million dollar question that I, I think a lot of talent goes goes through and has to evaluate. And I think you know the ones who have uh, really good representation. You know, <laughs> shameless plug for for Claire. I think she's pretty pretty good at, at helping them navigate uh, that that decision. But you know, when you join a team, right, you're exposed to. Uh, a, a lot of different resources that you might not have as as an individual, mm -hmm. and and it's not even necessarily about joining a, a traditional team per se, right? Like an esports org, like you could have be a part of a talent collective, you could be a part of you know some some other organization that just puts and aggregates talent um, together. But you know, from from the team perspective, you know, we offer a, a couple of different things. You know, a lot of um, resources on the content creation side in terms of video editing and and design uh, design assets. We offer. Uh, you know, kind of social media management, right? You know, we leverage kind of our core competencies on how we operate the the team side of the business to also support uh, and, and you know help scale content creator channels that that we might have. And then I think the the other big piece is is sales, right? At the end of the day, um, you know, you as as talent might find it challenging to be out there selling, prospecting, driving revenue against yourself through through sponsorships. And and we as a as a team, that's how we derive, you know. 90% of our revenue. So I think there's there's a lot of value add, hopefully, uh, in the idea that, you know, sellers who are who are selling for esports orgs could also extend those sales against content creators and, and talent that a team might sign. But there's definitely downsides. And, and, and sorry, and an upside might be the team might pay you a salary, right? There's <laughs> there's some stability that um you know that 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 teams can give too, right? You know, the the world of content creation is uh, you know, is is tricky to to, to navigate and find kind of stability and but um, you know, there's there's downsides, right? You you are kind of limited in sometimes what you can do. There's restrictions on who you can or can't partner with, and at the end of the day, you know, you're you're getting a cut of something. Whereas if you if you do it on your own, you might take home the the whole lion's share of it. But uh, this is Claire's world, so I don't know why I just went on no, that long tangent. No, no, no. How do, how do no, I do? Claire? <laughs> I think you nailed it. I think that the the hard part is is people think that things cannot um, coexist in this world, and I think, quite frankly, this is exactly why I founded the the talent agency that I did because I you know there were some things that um, not not necessarily bad, but just things that I questioned that why why is it structured this way? Why does the system work this way? Um, at that time, traditional sports teams were very newly coming in. Um, and purchasing, um, maybe not necessarily like full esports orgs, but majority share. And how did that change the environment? Um, and how did the traditional sports lens of like how player team works out? How was that kind of copy and pasted to some esports orgs and what happened to the ecosystem when, when that happened? So, um, 
Grant's exactly right. I actually think that it's very beneficial. I just think it's important that you, the player and the talent has, has someone in their court that is also looking at it from their perspective as well. Right. Um, because it can be exciting. It's yes, I want to do all these things. This is a great brand. These are people I want to work with my favorite streamer who I've always watched, you know, um, where's this, where's this logo. Um, so from that standpoint, I think it's just very important for someone to be able to look at literally very basically look at a contract and say, you know, these are the three things that maybe we should push back on. And these, you know, these are our um, things we're willing to move on because of this larger ecosystem that Grant Grant mentioned. So I think that um, when things work out that way, it's amazing. Um, I just think that there needs to be some systems put in place to make sure that everyone um, is benefiting from the relationship at hand. Wow. Well, thank you, Grant and Claire, so much. First off, for coming on the show and sharing a little bit about yourselves, what you're up to. And, and secondly, for making the trip out to Chicago, it's so exciting to learn that you're Midwesterns and, and you know, and that Chicago is convenient for both of you. We, we really are so grateful to be here and um, we appreciate what you're bringing to eSports next. Did you want to share um, any handles uh, with anybody that might want to be trying to connect with you? Claire, you, you, yeah, you go yeah. first. Um, <laughs> I think my Twitter is just Claire Kaido now. <laughs> uh, it's gone for a few iterations. Um, and then if you need to find me on LinkedIn, um, Claire Kaido as well. Obviously, I think I'm, I'm public on there. Um, and then I'll let you know on Instagram. We can talk about it at the conference. <laughs> sure, now that we've had this show will you be my friend on linkedin because i said one of you yes let's do it great god claire with the the super secret instagram yeah, man definitely, so not, definitely not super secret <laughs> yeah so I, I like i have i <laughs> We're, I'm getting it. <laughs> please, um, uh, please yeah. Lens. Well, Grant, you share yours too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't get yeah, my plug. plug. This feels bad, man. This is so fair. That's why she's the boss. No, no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, team socials, Watch Justice, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, I think everywhere, even TikTok. Uh, myself, it's just, uh, you know, Grant on LinkedIn and uh, it's Kieran Thill actually on Twitter, K E I R A N T H I L. So, uh, yeah, definitely if you're in Chicago, if you're coming, you know, Claire and I don't bite, please yes, come say come hi. Um, we're obviously looking forward to this panel and, uh, thank you guys for, for having us on the, the show today. Thank you both so much for coming on for all the listeners out there to find out more about esports next or register, visit esportsta.org And don't forget to follow this podcast for all of our interviews coming up. We look forward to seeing you in Chicago.